Welcome to the Simplified Jesus Podcast. I'm Bill Allen, and this is Matt Gunter, and we are breaking barriers through communication. Welcome to the 2021 Christmas episode number four. So, uh, so Bill, this is our last Christmas episode for 2021, and what are you most looking forward to about Christmas this year? My favorite thing that I look forward to, are you asking like overall? Yeah, overall, okay. what, what, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? Overall thing about Christmas. I think I'm just really looking forward to the peace around it all. You know, mm-hmm. this is the time of year mm-hmm. when people kind of treat people a little nicer. Right. Um, people are, are thinking about other people more often yeah. and not about themselves as much. Mm-hmm. And we do that when we open gifts, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about uh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and I think really just the, um, I don't know, I just get in a better mood yeah. around this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What about you? Absolutely. I, you know, what I love about Christmas and just this time of year in general, really from Thanksgiving on, is it's kind of an opportunity to hit the reset button on some stuff. You know, you can, um, uh, you, you get to take a break and kind of step away from things for a little bit and look forward to a new year not that you know you got to enjoy the present and all that stuff i'm not saying anything about that but but you get to you get to reset some things do a little do a little evaluate and see how things are going spend time with friends and family and kind of see where you're at so i was was thinking about that a little bit today that this is kind of the end of the year i was thinking about you know christmas cards and 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 the christmas and the newsletters people get you know around Mm -hmm. the time of year it's like this is the one time a year to really reach out to people. It's the one time a year a lot of people will sit down and, like you said, reevaluate or mm-hmm. evaluate how the year was and, and start thinking about the next. Yeah, and absolutely. Start thinking about, I guess, the New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll get into that next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, catch up. we'll catch up with that coming up soon. So uh, welcome in. This is our final Christmas episode for this year. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we spent some time talking about the real story behind St. Nicholas, who is a Santa Claus, of course. But, but we want to tell the story of the person that Christmas is really all about. Um, you know, we, we talked about a little bit last week with hanging of the green, that it's really important to keep Christ in Christmas. Um, not everybody though knows the story of his birth that we celebrate and why we celebrate him at Christmas. And so while some people may think that uh, Bible stories can be boring, we're not only hoping to tell you the story of Jesus' birth, but show you how exciting and crazy it was. It was a crazy series of events that happened. And so that's what we're going to dive into is the story about Jesus' birth. Yeah, you said Christmas story earlier and I went to the movie, but we weren't talking about, you know, you shoot your eye out, kid, right? We're not talking about that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the leg lamp and all that stuff. This is a little different one. Okay, yeah, that Christmas story. All right. So, yeah, I, I love how, like you said, how crazy this story is. And, you know, we talked some about the magic of Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, and and that's all well and good to to really kind of the mystery behind it right mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where i was at as a kid I, you know that's where kids are it's the mystery it's the they yeah. believe but they don't see it mm-hmm. so so they don't really understand how it all works um, but they they hope it does yeah um but with you know again i hope your kids aren't around uh we didn't give a warning this time but <laughs> that's not real um <laughs> but the story we're gonna tell is real this did happen. Yeah. And there is a lot of really cool miracle type stuff that actually happened. No yeah. no flying reindeers, but 
<laughs> you know, angels and um, miraculous births and yeah. um, the heavens opening up just and crazy stuff. The stuff that actually happens. So anyway, this is just a really cool story that just completely tops the Santa Claus story. Absolutely. So we, you know, and we're talking about the story of Jesus, and and in order to do that, we're going to have to go all the way back to Genesis in the Old Testament. Yeah, so uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was born, from the very beginning, God started dropping hints all on the way about Jesus coming. Um, in fact, you can go all the way back to Abraham, who was you know like the founding father of the faith, right? And God promises him that all people are going to be blessed through him. Um, and this is captured in Genesis 12. And that right there is the first indication, or the first prophecy, I should say, that Christ is coming. And we're going to mention a lot of verses here, so just remember they're going to be up in the show notes as well. So yes. So y'all, y'all look for those if you're, if you're wanting to dig deeper into it. In Genesis 49, Jacob prophesies that the scepter will not depart from the tribe of Judah, pointing to the eternal reign of Jesus. And what's that mean, Matt? Tell, tell, the, tell our listeners exactly what that looks like. So the scepter not departing from the tribe of Judah is pointing to the fact that Jesus is king forever, right? So um, if you look back at the Old Testament, you have David and Solomon who were from the tribe of Judah. Um, and through David's line, you can trace it all the way down to Jesus when he's born. But Jesus, when he was born, he came, he lived a perfect life, died, rose again, and at his resurrection became king, right? It says in, mm-hmm. I think it's Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me uh, in heaven and on earth. And so so that's what it's talking about is the fact that, that he reigns, that he's king over everything. So the scepter can't depart from Judah because he's of the line of Judah and he's the eternal king. That was a, little, a good explanation. It's a little bit confusing, but it, but it's all there in, in there somewhere. That it is. And in Second uh, Samuel 7, God promises David that there will be one to come after him from his bloodline. That's what Matt was just talking about, mm-hmm. whose throne would be established forever. So um, kind of tying right into uh, the, uh, the scepter not departing from the tribe of Judah. You know, and and what's even crazier is on top of all these promises, God inspired many prophets to write about the coming Messiah. Uh, The one we point to most often is Isaiah. We read a lot about him. And here's the crazy thing. Isaiah lived 700 years before Christ was born. And yet some of the most well-known prophecies about Jesus were written by that guy. And so it's just crazy to think that almost a full millennia before Jesus was born, God was telling people that it was coming. He was giving them signs to look for that it was coming. You know the song, You Better Not Pout, You Better Not Cry? Or, <laughs> what, how's it go? You Better Not... Yeah. Anyway, Santa Claus coming to town. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was... Um, we, we used that to build up some anticipation with the kids. Right? Yeah. And get them to be good. Um, it doesn't work half the time. But anyway, <laughs> that's... Isaiah having those prophecies 700 years before mm-hmm. Jesus, that is some huge uh, built-up anticipation uh, for the coming of the Savior. And, of course, Jesus didn't disappoint. He showed up right on time, just like mm-hmm. Isaiah said he would. So with that said, let's jump into the story of Jesus and see what this uh, Christmas thing is really all about. 
everything that we're going to be talking about today is captured in Matthew and Luke and the Gospels. So to get the whole Christmas story, you got to take some parts and pieces and put it all together. Neither of them capture it all. But um, to get us started, the Christmas story revolves around two people. It's Mary and Joseph, um, and they are the parents of Jesus. So at the start of our story, Mary and Joseph are a couple that are engaged to be married. And one day, an angel appears to Mary to tell her about everything that's about to happen. And so... Now, hold on a minute. An angel literally showed up. Yeah. In all its glory. Mm -hmm. And talked to Mary. Yeah, like a bright light. Here I am. Okay. Yeah. So... Crazy, right? So, like, Mary's first reaction to this is like, um, what? What, what, What's going on here? (laughs) Um, And, you know... We'll, we'll, we'll see this theme a little bit throughout when angels show up because this isn't the only time, spoiler alert, this is not the only time an angel shows up in this story. Um, but, um, but the angel says, hey, don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. I've got a big job for you. You are going to be the mother of literally the son of God. You've never been intimate with a man, but through the Holy Spirit, a miracle is going to happen inside of you. You're going to conceive a son. This is literally going to be the son of God. This is crazy. Like, yeah. I like I don't even, you know, I don't know what you do with that. I, I really don't. Um, and let's not forget that she was like 15 years old at the time. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, they got married real young back then. Um, put it in that context. This is a high school girl <laughs> yeah. that, that's getting this news. Um, yeah. Wow, I had not thought about that. Good grief. <laughs> that's even scarier. I know. How do you, I, I cannot imagine how a 15-year-old girl is going to react to, first of all, seeing an angel. Um <laughs> That's that's beyond. How quick does that show up on Instagram and Facebook? Right. And <laughs> um, and then and then being told that she's going to be pregnant with God's kid. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't yeah. know how how she would have handled that, but yeah, she did, and yeah. and she had she had a lot of reasons to question all of yeah. this, um, but surprisingly, she just started with the basics. Um, first of all, she wasn't married, as Matt said, she hadn't been with a man, so how was she going to have a kid? The answer was a miracle was going to happen. Yeah. Um, God was going to conceive a child inside of her. And I don't know how that works. I don't want to know. <laughs> no. But this was a huge honor for her. Uh, yeah. Obviously. I cannot imagine being in her shoes. I can't imagine my daughter, my wife, being yeah. in her shoes. And knowing them as well as I do, my wife and daughter... I don't know that they would handle it well. I mean, mm. I don't mean that in a bad way towards them. I just mean anybody in this day and age to have something like that happen. It could potentially drive them insane. Like, yeah. Did I really just see what I saw? Did I hear what I heard? Yeah. I mean, for sure people would think they were insane. I mean, yeah. that, that this doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But in Luke one thirty eight, it records that her awesome reaction was, See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Like, she's cool. She's calm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. I'm ready. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's just crazy. You know, and and she wasn't the only one to get a visit from an angel. Uh old Joseph, uh her her husband to be also got his own personal message. So after he found out that Mary was pregnant, he had a, a pretty tough decision to make. So if you think about it, they were engaged. They weren't married yet. Um, we know that from context that they hadn't done anything. So he's probably thinking like, wait a minute, this kid isn't mine. 
whose is it? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a natural thing to think. Yeah. Um, and so he made the decision then to uh, to send her away quietly, to divorce her quietly, let you know, not make a big fuss about it or any of that kind of stuff. Try to do as right by her and her family as he could. And didn't he have the full authority in that time to even stone her or, or yeah, have he could, her stoned? Yeah, he could take her to the court. Um, based on the law, he could have taken her to the court and had her stoned. Um, but thankfully, God stepped in, sent another angel down, uh, and sent a messenger to speak to him in a dream about what was really happening. So the angel appears in his dream and uh, confirms to him the same message that Mary had received, that this child was conceived by the Holy Spirit and there was nothing for Joseph to be worried about. Um, and his name was to be Jesus. Now, to say there's nothing to be worried about, I think, was a little bit of an overstatement on the angel's part. Um, yeah. Because, you know, this is God's kid here. So, might be something to be a little bit worried about. But, you yeah. Know. But just put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a minute. I mean, how could he not be afraid? His wife is pregnant with a kid that wasn't his. Now he's got an angel showing up, telling him that this is actually God's kid. Uh, by miraculous conception. And so Joseph is going to be responsible for fathering God's kid on earth. Um, I mean, that's just that, that kind of responsibility is crazy. Yeah. Um, No, you know, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure at all. Yeah. Don't screw this up. Um, He's supposed to be perfect. No pressure. Don't, uh, don't, don't let that be a thing. Um, But Joseph being a righteous man and believing man did exactly as the angel told him. And in Matthew 124, it says when Joseph woke up, he did as Lord's angel had commanded him and he married her. So you can see that both Mary and Joseph had, had basically the same response when the angel came and told him, Hey, this is what's going to happen. They said, okay, we got it. Just crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So somebody else that we don't often think about or talk about around around this time of year uh, is John the Baptist. Hmm. Um, he's got a really cool part in the story, though, because yeah. even before an angel talked to Mary, uh, an angel had talked to Zechariah about his coming son who would pave the way for Jesus. And um, Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, conceived a child just as the angel told him. Now... Zechariah was older in age. Yeah. Wasn't he like 60s or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, he and Elizabeth both were, were older. Yeah. Um, I don't know their exact age, but they were past childbearing years. We'll put right. it that way. Yeah. Right. So, um, in fact, when Zechariah didn't have the same reaction that Joseph and Mary did, nope. Zechariah questioned the angels. Like, how could this be? We're yeah. both old in age, and, mm-hmm. and I, I don't see how this is going to happen. So, an angel appeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miraculous, yeah. right? Oh, moment. And <laughs> now he's going to question this angel. Yeah. He's not too smart. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did. And then the angel said, okay, because you uh, doubted, mm. you're not going to be able to speak for the next nine months. Yeah. Um, so now he's not able to talk for the next nine months uh, mm. while his wife is pregnant yep. um, and needing his help probably. And, and, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, about six months after Elizabeth did conceive, um, that's when Mary became pregnant and she went to see Elizabeth, uh, you know, because they were family, they were cousins, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, um, it's, it's interesting because when Mary walked in the door, John basically went crazy in Elizabeth's womb and mm-hmm. started jumping and dancing. Or, um, he, he sensed that presence of Jesus in the yeah. room, even in the womb. So in Luke one forty one. It says, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only was that a miraculous 
meeting of mm-hmm. the two. Right. I guess, you know, uh, um, now Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit. This yeah. isn't really something we've talked about before, mm-hmm. before this. Uh, this is what, isn't this the first time that the Holy Spirit is really talked about in the New Testament where it comes to before Jesus' birth? You know, I think there are some references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Um, but as far as like the Holy Spirit filling somebody and whatnot, like mm-hmm. it, it's really, that's really a New Testament idea. Um, you, you don't really see that much in the Old Testament. So right. yeah, it's it's a, um, the, the Holy Spirit's present in the Old Testament, but not not quite like this. Right, right. Not, yeah. uh, it, I, I don't. I don't recall it speaking of the Holy Spirit filling somebody. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as poignant as this does. Right. Um, and I'm putting Matt on the spot with his uh, <laughs> biblical encyclopedia here. Um, so anyway, that's that was a, just a, a crazy time where Elizabeth's baby inside her is literally jumping for joy when yeah. Jesus comes in the room before he's even born. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Just, just crazy um, all around. So then... Yeah, we're finally getting to kind of the you know, the part of the story that we think about, it, which is the birth of Jesus. Um, so Mary and Joseph headed to Bethlehem because uh, Caesar Augustus called for a census to be taken. So I was actually doing a little bit of studying on this recently, and apparently this census thing was really common. But typically, only the man had to go. Um, and it was all about you know making sure everybody paid their taxes and making sure if you were an able-bodied man to they they knew where to find you to put you in the military um so anyway a little side note there mm-hmm. um but joseph was from the line of david and so he had to go to bethlehem which is also called the city of david and uh they they headed back that direction and because mary was so pregnant uh is most likely explanation she went with him and uh made, made the trek and so make the journey all the way up to bethlehem and they're out in a stable um, with, um, you know, probably farm animals and stuff because there was no room for them anywhere there. And the time comes, boom, Jesus says, I'm ready to come out. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've never personally experienced it because I don't have any kids. <laughs> but from what I hear, when the kid's ready to come, it comes. Maybe um, we should have been interviewing um, Emily or... <laughs> one of our moms or something <laughs> yeah well we'll we'll make sure to to get their uh uh to get get their note the feedback on this but you know the, the the crazy thing about this is sometimes we romanticize the the whole manger scene with nativities and whatnot and and i think it's really cool that we have that we have the live nativities with you know sheep and camels and donkeys and all that stuff but i mean let's think about it. you're having a kid it's outside um essentially mm-hmm. um probably didn't smell so great because yeah. you're surrounded by animals. <laughs> the manger that they put him in was filled with hay and whatever else you're feeding animals. Cause it's literally, a, literally a feeding trough. Yeah. Um, I mean, not exactly ideals for having a kid. Um, but yet here we are. Yeah. The baby Jesus, the Messiah of the world is being born in a stable. Yeah. But the cool thing about this is that, that's, this had to happen this way. Yeah. And and they didn't have any choice in the matter. They didn't. They weren't like, okay, Isaiah said this is going to happen, so we have to do it this way. Right. They, they were not thinking about that. Right. Yeah. Right. They just did what they had to do yeah. to make things happen. So God mm-hmm. was in control, and God said, "This is what I said is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make this happen." Yeah. Um, but. All of this that is happening is from those prophecies that were written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. Yeah. Uh, so let's look back at that. In Isaiah seven fourteen, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. 
in Micah 5.2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, and a word I can't pronounce, <laughs> though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So while it was prophesied, the fact that Jesus was born in a manger is a humble start for a humble Savior. He always preached that we should love one another and put others before ourselves and be servants. And, you know, being born in a manger doesn't seem right for a king, but it was exactly right for, for Jesus and what he represented. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about that, but it's it's so true. You can see he was he had humble beginnings, and he was humble all throughout his life, even knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. So after Jesus' birth, the angels came down to tell some shepherds nearby about what had just happened. So picture this. Some shepherds out in the, are out in the field, and, <laughs> and typically <laughs> they were out in the field even at night because they were protecting their sheep from predators. So, I mean, we're taking you know, tigers, lions, bears, right? Like we're... Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. And uh, and they're, they're out there to protect their sheep, protect their flock. And so... All of a sudden, they're out there probably dozing off, right? And a bright light appears, and here's an angel. Uh. Um, how would you be feeling in this moment? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you're kind of like shaking yourself away, like, what is happening here? I've got to protect my sheep. Um, well, I mean, I, you know, if I'm out in the field like that, I'm, I'm carrying a weapon, and I'd be pretty frightened, so. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a little bit like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little nerd here, but, but Lord of the Rings in... <laughs> It's the two. It's the two towers when they're when they're in the forest, the the Fangorn forest, I think, and Gandalf Ooh. appears with a bright light, and they're throwing stuff at him and all that stuff. And I that's that's how right. I would feel. All right. Yeah, yeah, because I'd be carrying a weapon too if I had to be out there. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, they're probably they're probably on edge at a minimum. Um, so the angel tells him, just like he did Mary and Joseph, to not be afraid, and that the Messiah has been born in Bethlehem. So a little bit of, you know, talk about the shepherds here. That profession was not exactly a uh, glamorous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty low on the totem pole, um, the, the social food chain, if you will. Um, but these were the first people to learn about Jesus' birth. And so not only was the birth of Christ a humble one, but the first people to see him were too. And it really kind of points to a cool fact that all are welcome when it comes to Jesus. Uh, yeah. That it's not about your social status. It's not about how religious and righteous you are. You know, these were some lowly shepherds that often didn't even get to come to the temple for worship and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were the first ones to hear about Jesus, and they were the first ones to see him after his birth. But the shepherds weren't the only ones to pay Jesus a visit. Um, there were also some wise men, uh, as they're called, that uh, found him in a very different way. Um, and this is referenced in Matthew 2. But the wise men were very familiar with the old prophecies and the teachings of what we know as the Old Testament. So it's believed they knew the time was coming soon for the Messiah to be born. And then when they saw the star in the east, they followed it all the way to baby Jesus. And when they found him, they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And those were extremely expensive gifts. So, So not only did the lowest of low people in the society at the time find him mm-hmm. um well they were told about him but the the rich people had to go find him and, right but they but they had been studying and waiting on this so yeah but these gifts were representative of jesus um gold for his kingship uh, frankincense for his deity being fully god and myrrh pointing to his death for us so yeah so how crazy is that that we have the shepherds who were notified about him and went to go see him 
And then you had the wise men on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. In fact, I think the wise men on the way stopped and talked to the king. Right, King Herod, right? Yeah, King yeah. Herod on their way out, like, hey, where, where's where's the king of the Jews? That set off a whole other chain of events that we won't get into. But, but <laughs> It wasn't fun. No, but that's the social status they were as compared to the shepherds. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the Christmas story as a whole is really fascinating. It's just... It's full of all kinds of crazy stuff, miracles left and right, angels mm-hmm. showing up. So take that, Santa Claus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as great as old St. Nick was, ain't got nothing on this. No, even he worshiped Jesus. That's right. And as we get closer to Christmas, just want to make sure that we all remember the reason for it, that we keep Christ in Christmas, and remember what this stuff is all about. And, you know, the the verse we've been saying throughout the Christmas season is John three sixteen. For God loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's what it's all about. It's, you know, he came here so that he could give us a chance at eternal life. All we have to do is accept him um, and accept that free gift. And so if you've got any questions about that, want more information, please shoot us a note, info at simplifyjesus.com. Find us, you know, social media, whatever. Send us a note somehow. We would love to hook you up with more resources and information there. But remember, that's what this Christmas season is all about. So without further ado, time for the outside looking inside looking out. So y'all may find this hard to believe, but I don't ever really think about what I'm going to say for my outside looking in perspective until we've finished uh, or until we've gotten to this point because I kind of want to see where the episode takes me Mm -hmm. I want to see what it really makes me think about yeah and this one when Matt talked about the shepherds Mm -hmm. I was feeling like one of those shepherds growing up Mm -hmm. and when I started looking at the church or when I started thinking about salvation or baptism or anything else like that, I felt like I'm not good enough. Mm. So the fact that Jesus we talk about the lowest of low in the shepherds in, in their profession. But Jesus was born in a manger and the angels went to the shepherds, not the wise men, and I don't know exactly when, but I feel like that Jesus came to me Like he did those shepherds. Mm. For me, not growing up in the church, looking at the people in the church, when I did, or when I when I thought about that, I saw more people like the wise men mm. who were higher stature, who were, who thought they were better, who were putting on their best face, but not not living out their faith. Hmm. Because I hung around with some of those people. Um, so I thought the church wasn't... Wasn't... 
what wasn't um thought the church was trying to be too good like the church was too good for me and the people in it thought they were too good for me and i hadn't put it in this context until we went through this and i really started thinking about that 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 jesus came for everybody hmm. um and you don't have to have your act together. You just need to seek him out and accept him when he comes knocking. Yeah, it, it's so true that, you know, for that everyone is everyone is welcome and and we see that in the shepherds then and and we see it in the wise men, right? That you've got both ends of the spectrum that mm-hmm. anyone who humbles themselves and comes before Jesus is is accepted and, and, and welcomed in. Um, yeah, I think for me the the thing that I look at is from the inside looking out perspective is I see this Christmas story and I hear the story every year, right? Charlie Brown Christmas. Linus yeah. the Linus tells the story. Um, it's in almost you know every sermon from Thanksgiving on is something related to the Christmas story. It's in our Sunday school. It's, it's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. This story is well known, but the supernatural nature of exactly what happened here is sometimes just kind of glossed over because we've heard it so many times. And I think it's really important for us to stop and remember just how crazy this was and remember the impact that it had. This is, the king this is the the savior this is you know and all of this crazy stuff happened because he came and was born on the very first christmas day mm-hmm. you know and uh it it's just for me it's just so important i feel like it's so important this year and, and every year to stop and really think about that and remember just how crazy this story is and enjoy it just stop and enjoy it for a little bit and remember how good how good God is, how crazy yeah. this was. Yeah, he certainly came for all of us, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody jumping in and joining us this week uh, for our final Christmas episode of 2021. It has been an absolute blast putting these together. Um, had a ton of fun uh, planning this stuff out. Anytime you want to reach out to us, I um, encourage you to email us at info at simplifyjesus.com. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. We've got a little bit of stuff even up on YouTube. Find us anywhere there. It's going to be some form of Simplify Jesus or Simplify Dash Jesus or something like that. You'll be able to find us. If you have any trouble with that, check out our website at www.simplifyjesus.com. There you can find all of our YouTube content, all of our podcasts. Everything is posted there as well. Thank you so much for joining us throughout all these Christmas episodes, and I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. Yes, I'm going to go find the tissues now. Merry Christmas, everybody.